Hey friends, how you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're starting Daf Yudal, Daf 14 of Masechta Ksubis, friends. Daf 14, we continue um, basically discussing the machlokas between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yoshua regarding, you know, when you have a, a, a girl who makes this claim um, and do we trust her or does she sort of have, or is the burden of proof upon her? Um, so we're going to sort of continue um, discussing that today. So we're going to get started at the bottom of uh, the Fugimov uh, Bay's last line of the page. How Orus Yesef. Oh, so there was a uh, fellow and a fella, um, an engaged couple. They're engaged to each other. They came before Yosef. He amra mine vru amr in minoy. She says, look, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant from my fiancé. And he says, it's true. She's pregnant from me. Amr of Yosef. So Yosef says, all right. I mean, uh, we, like, okay. Like, what are we concerned about? He's admitting that um, she's pregnant from him. Right? As opposed to, um, you know, in other examples that we've had, you know, she makes a claim and he, 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 he argues it. Here, he's agreeing with her that uh, he's the father. So what's there to be concerned, right? Meaning, do we have to be concerned that maybe now she's possible with Kahuna, that she wouldn't be allowed to marry a coin or anything like that because maybe she slept with some random, uh, with like a Nosson or a Mamza or somebody possible. I mean, she's saying she's pregnant from him. He's saying it's true. So he's admitting it. But oh, and more so, even if he didn't admit it, Ha'am reviewed Amr Shmuel, didn't review to say in the name of Shmuel, Allah Rabban Gamliel. That the Allah is like Rabban Gamliel, that we trust her anyways. So therefore, Rav Yosef says, look, we can assume that um, it's like they are saying that she's pregnant from him, and uh, she, you know, and assuming that he's a kosher guy, she's a, you know, she's a kosher girl. Amr Abai, so Abai asks Rav Yosef, he says, one second. Uviha kilo mode machshir. One second. Rav Yosef, you gave two reasons for your for your opinion. The first one was that um, he's also admitting it. But the second reason was that even if he didn't admit it, still, Rav Yudah says in the name of Shmuel that the Allah is like uh, Rav Gamliel anyways, that we would trust her. But says Abai, one second. Would Rav Gamliel really trust her in this case? Shmuel Rav but Shmuel said to Rabbi Yudah Shinina, sharp one. Halacha Rabbi Gamliel, that the halacha is like Rabbi Gamliel, that we trust her. Va'atlo saibit of the but, don't do like Rabbi Gamliel. Adi ika rov k'sherin etzla, unless most people are kosher to her. Let's go weiter for a second. Ve'hacha rov psulin etzla. Whereas in this case, most people are possible to her. Meaning, she's right now an, a, an engaged girl. She, I mean, she's only mutter to her fiance and usher to everybody else that's different than for example if you have uh, a, a non-married girl who says that she was secluded with uh, a coin so that's a situation where she's not married she's mother to everybody so that would be where we could Rabbi Gamliel would say that we could trust her where she's kosher to basically anybody whereas in this case she's it's the opposite she's basically possible to everybody except for her fiance so therefore um you know, maybe we wouldn't say like Rabban Gamliel. Let's say that. Let's read that again. Let's read that again. Amalei Abai Abai says to Yosef, "Vaaki lo mode 
In this case, if the fiancé were not to admit that he's the father, would Rebbe Gamliel really trust her that she's pregnant from him? But Shmuel said to Rebbe Yehudah, that while the Allah is like Rebbe Gamliel, don't actually do like Rebbe Gamliel, do not trust her, unless there's a situation where pretty much all men would be kosher to her, i.e. she's not an engaged woman. But in this case, she's engaged. And um, basically, everybody would be puzzled to her, except for her fiancé. So therefore, we can't necessarily trust that the person who she's pregnant from is basically only her fiancé. But then Rav Yosef responds and he says, one second. I mean, even if you look at um, what Shmuel's, you know, Shmuel's statement to Rav Yehuda itself, Right, meaning on the one hand, uh, Shmuel says to Rav Yehuda that the halacha is like Rabban Gamliel. On the other hand, he's saying, but don't actually do like Rabban Gamliel. Right, he says halacha velo saivir uvda that the halacha is like Rabban Gamliel, but don't actually do like Rabban Gamliel. How do you make sense of this? You should not do like uh, like uh, Rabban Gamliel to have to to have to trust. Right, if a if a uh, um, Koyin came to ask, like, should I marry uh, this girl, right? Like, uh, um, you know, based on the, right, this girl's testimony. A Koyin comes and says, so can, can I trust this girl's testimony? Uh, really, ideally not. But uh, if it's Bidiyevet, if they already got married, so then halacha, look, the halacha is that, right, that we could um, trust her. So, and this is also, right, in this case, there, she's already pregnant. And then she's coming and saying that she's pregnant from him. So in this case also says of Yosef that we would be able to um, trust her because it's also a situation of Bidi uh, Evid. And uh, look, she's already pregnant and, and, and she's saying that she's um, pregnant from him. So we can trust her uh, in this case as well, says of Yosef. Romi lay Abai the Rabba, Abai asks Akasha to Rabba, Umiyomer of Yoshua in an Emenis. One second. Does Rabbi Yoshua really say that she's not believed? Right? The machlokas between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer on the one hand, and Rabbi Yoshua on the other hand, has been for the past few days that Rabbi Gamliel says we trust her. And Rabbi Gamliel says we can't, we can't just trust her. We can't just assume that she's kosher. Veraminu, but we have a kosher. Hey, Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseret, Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseret testified, Allah monas iso. Regarding an Amonas Isha, Shehik Sheir Lekehuna, that she's able to marry a Koyin. Friends, what the heck is an Amonas Isha? Okay, you ready? Here's an Amonas Isha. You want to know what Amonas Isha is? I'll tell you what Amonas Isha is. It's, uh, well, it's a little bit uh, complicated, but not so, not so complicated. You ready? Here it is. Alright, Yav Sara. Sara is married to Reuven. Okay, now they kind of get divorced. What does that mean? It means that Reuven takes a get and he throws it to Sara. The question, where does, it, where does it land? Did it land closer to him? If it lands closer to him, so then she's not divorced and they're still married. If it lands closer to her, so then they are divorced and uh, she's a divorcee. Now it's unclear who it landed closer to. Reuven now dies. So now what's the deal with Sara? Is she a widow or is she a divorcee? What's enough community? Can she marry a Cohen? If she's a divorcee, she cannot marry a coin. If she's a widow, she can marry a coin. Nonetheless, she goes and marries a coin. Oh, uh-oh. So now what do we do? 
right? We're not sure. Is she a widow or is she a, a, a divorcee? She then goes and marries a coin. They have a kid. So now what? We don't know. Is this kid, if she's a divorcee, the kid's a chal. If she's a widow, the kid's a coin. The kid then gets married. And now you have this kid's wife who doesn't know, is she married to a chal or is she married to a, to a coin? The kid dies. That's Amanasisa. This widow now, the kid's widow, what's her deal? Right? If she, if she was married to a chal, well then she cannot marry a coin. If she was married to a coin, then, then she's a widow of a coin, she can marry another coin. So that's what this Amanasisa is. That, um, that you have this guy throws a get. We don't know is it closer to him, is it closer to her. She then goes and marries a coin. They have a kid. That kid, we don't know what his status is. He gets married, then he dies. What's the deal with the widow of the kid? So, says, Hey, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yudah ben Beser, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yudah ben Beser testified al Monas Isa regarding the the case of the widow of this kid. Shehik Sheri Lechuna, she's permitted to marry a koyin, i.e., we keep her on a chazaka. We assume, look, we don't know what the deal is, but um, look, we assume that she's kosher. So how come by Amonas Isa, Rabbi Yeshua is assuming that she's kosher, and yet, uh, you know, in this case, we're like, you know, if this uh, Girl says that that uh, she was secluded with a coin, or she became pregnant from a coin. We can't we can't assume that she's kosher and that she can marry a coin. Um, how come Rabbi Yoshua in our Mishnah is saying that we cannot assume that she can marry a coin, and yet by Amonasisa he's saying that we can assume that she can marry a coin. So Rabbi responds to Abai says, "Yeah, but over there Isha Nises." Look, in the case of Amonas Isa, what do you think? The, this, the, the, this woman who married the kid, you think that she didn't first look into the uh, uh, circumstances of, of uh, his parents' uh, situation to make sure that she wasn't marrying a chal? Of course she did. She did research before she got married. And she made sure before she married this kid that, you know, she, she got witnesses or whatever it was to say that, look, Lemaisa the get was closer to him than it was to her and she's a widow rather than a divorcee and the kid is a koyin and it's fine. Yet in our case, if we look at our, right, our Mishnah where it's talking about this girl who became pregnant. She's not married, she became pregnant. Well, you think, uh, you know, if she's going to be coming pregnant from somebody who she's not married to, you think she's uh, uh, doing such meticulous research to make sure that he's not a halal or a nosin or a mamzer or something? Probably not. And therefore, um, while Reb Yoshua is saying that in the case of Amanas Isa, where she marries this kid, we can assume that she's kosher because she did her research before getting married. But uh, in our Mishnah, we cannot assume that she's kosher because we cannot assume that she did her research before, um, you know, having a relationship with this fellow um, outside of the context of marriage. Omar Rava says, Rava to Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yoshua kosher. So we, we just, so Rava now says, look, we just got all excited about Rabbi Yoshua. How come Rabbi Yoshua doesn't trust her in our Mishnah and yet does trust her in the context of Amon Asisa? But what is Rabbi Gamliel just uh, free of kashas? What, there's nothing wrong with Rabbi Gamliel's position? Rabbi Gamliel and our Mishnah says that we could trust her. And yet, if we continue in that price, so what does it say? Rabbi Gamliel said to them, I guess Rabbi Yoshua and the Rabbi Yudabim Becerra, look, we hear you out. We hear what you're saying about the Amon Asisa, that we can trust her and that she's, she can marry a coin. But Avomanaise, it says Rabbi Gamliel, what can we do? Shari Gazer Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai made a gzere, Shelo lo hoshiv bezdin al kach, 
that uh, we're not going to basically pass in this way, right? That we're not going to say that an Amonas Isa can marry a coin. That the Quranim might listen to you if it's to, to distance themselves from, um, you know, a certain person. But not to come closer. Meaning, the, right, the, the Quranim are sort of meticulous and they're not going to rely upon this ruling to say that, okay, they'll now go and marry an Amonas Isa. They won't feel comfortable with that. So here we see that Rabbi Gamliel is actually not trusting this Amonasisa, right? So while in our Mishnah, when she says that she became pregnant from a, uh, a Koyin, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Lezer are saying, okay, sure, we could trust her that she became pregnant from a Koyin. And yet, when it comes to Amonasisa, we cannot allow, we cannot trust uh, this widow of this kid to be able to marry a Koyin. So, Rabbi Gamliel over here seems to be conflicting as well. Awesome. So, where am I? So, rather says, look, I can explain to you what's the deal with Rabbi Gamliel. Look, in the case of our Mishnah, she's saying with 100% certainty that she became pregnant from a coin. That's what she's saying. She's saying, look, I know that I became pregnant from a coin. Yet, in the situation of Amonas Isa, ultimately nobody really knows. Just like she doesn't, you know, just like uh, we don't know if the get was closer to him or closer to her, she also doesn't know at the end of the day. And therefore, because it's a, it's a situation of, you know, uh, of, of, of Shema, of possibility and not certainty, so therefore, um, Rabbi Gamliel is not willing to trust her in the case of uh, Amonas Isa, even though he is willing to trust her in the case when she says that she knows that she got pregnant from a Koyim, because that is a situation of definitive of Bari. And also Yoshua is no problem, because in our Mishnah, right, it's only one level of Suffolk, right, meaning we don't know. Did she become uh, um, pregnant from the coin, from a coin like she says she did? In which case it's totally fine. Or maybe she became uh, pregnant from a nosin or a mamzer, in which case it's really not fine. It's just, you know, it's one suffolk. Whereas in the situation of Amonas Isa, there's sort of two levels of suffolk, right? There's the suffolk of, is the mother um, a halala or not, right? Was she a divorcee or was she a widow? And then there's also the level of suffolk for the child as well. So there's two levels of suffolk and therefore... Um, Rabbi Yoshua is willing to say by Almanas Isa that we can, you know, say, keep her on her chazaka that she is kosher. Whereas by um, when she says that she became pregnant from a coin, where it's only one level of suffix, we cannot trust her and assume that she's kosher to marry a coin. Hilkach Therefore, according to Rabbi Gamliel, Olam Bari. Clearly, Rabbi Gamliel, his opinion is that a definitive argument is so strong that even, you know, that, right, that her definitive argument of I definitely became pregnant from a Kohen is stronger than the fact that, well, what if it wasn't a Kohen? What if it was somebody else? That one level of suffix, the bari, the defin- her definitive argument is stronger than the, than the possibility of, well, maybe it's not like what she's saying. And Rabbi Gamliel, you know, really doesn't uh, um, um, give significance to sort of possible arguments. Right, as we see that when it comes to Amonas Isa, where at the end of the day, nobody really knows if she's a divorce, if the mother was a divorcee or a widow, right? So therefore, that really, 
you know, we, we can't rely upon it at all. And therefore, even a situation, it's a sveik sveik, it's sort of two levels of suffolk, right? It's the suffolk of the mother and suffolk of the kid. And still, even though it's two levels of suffolk, he's not willing to rely upon um, this girl to say that um, that the child was a kohen and not a cholo. Um, um, you know, because it's a suf- uh, shema, Rabbi uh, Gamliel is not willing to rely upon that. Rabbi Yoshua, Alam Lechad Sveika, whereas Rabbi Yoshua says that, um, you know, when it's only one level of Suffolk, then it's pretty strong. Ta'afilu Bibari Nami Pasul, that even against, right, she's saying that for sure she became pregnant from this Kohen. Rabbi Yoshua doesn't want to hear of it because, well, what if she became, uh, um, Tommy from a Nosen or a Mamza or something like that. Vikile Sveik Sveika, but Rabbi Yoshua says that sort of that second level of Suffolk, Really dilutes the suffix that even though um, that um, even uh, though we can't really be sure if the um, if the if the get landed closer to him or closer to her, but she's saying that it landed that she you know she did research and that um, really she was a, a widow and this child is a kohen. Even though we can't really be sure for, you know, 100% certainty, but anyways, it's against the Sveik Sveika, sort of a second level of, 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 of uncertainty. And therefore, according to Rabbi Yeshua, once you have sort of a double level of uncertainty, it really becomes not very strong at all. And he's willing to assume that, um, you know, to allow this, um, Amonasisa, this widow of this child, to be able to marry a Kohen. All right. What's the situation of Almonas Isa? So an Almonas Isa that Rabbi Yeshua says uh, can marry a coin. So that's a situation where um, there's no questions about um, whether whether um, this uh, kid is a mamzer or a nosin, or like uh, the, 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 the child of a slave of a king. But just that, the, the only question is, is this child a halal? And we could, you know, rely upon her to say that, um, you know, he's not a halal, and he's a regular coin, and she can marry a coin. Amr of Mer says, Mer Shemaiti kol she'enba echod mikol elu. And says Rameir apparently sounds like it's the same thing as the Tanakama that you know as long as we're not concerned that this kid was a Nasin or a Mamzer um, or a, a, you know Evan Melachim, so then we can allow the, this widow to be able to marry a Kohen. Omer. says in the name of Rameir, right? Also, right? That, right we had just said right Omer of Mayor. Now says Rishim ben Elazar in the name of Rameir. Right? When there's this question of maybe her husband was a khalal or not. Now they say something sort of to a wrench in things. They say, Now they seem to flip around what they're saying. They say that, well, when it comes to a mamzer, so... Basically, people know, right, the Yentis, right? The Yentis, they for sure know when there's a Mamzer. There's a Mamzer in the community, the Yentis know, right? So therefore, you know, Jews are good at knowing, at sort of sniffing out Mamzers. So, so, so therefore, if this kid was a Mamzer, then they would know. And from the fact that it isn't, you know, not everybody knows, right? It's not like common knowledge that this kid is a Mamzer, so it must be that he's not a Mamzer, because if he was, everybody would know. 
Whereas opposed to But they don't necessarily know all the chalals. Right? And therefore, um, actually, what they're saying is that you would not be able to rely upon Amonasisa in a situation of chalal because he actually might be a chalal and we don't know. So it's weird because on the one end they're saying, um, would be this case of Amonas Isa who would be able to marry a coin, yet then they immediately say, look, that, that, right, that they didn't know who's a mamzer, and if, you know, this kid was a mamzer, they would know, but they actually don't know about chalals, and therefore, um, there really is no way to know if this kid was a chalal or not, and therefore, she would be unable to marry a coin. So the guy is going to ask, you know, what does it mean that they're sort of like flipping around their opinion? What's going on here? Omar Mar, we said earlier, so what's an Amonas Isa? Right, as long as we're not concerned that maybe this kid is a Mamzer, so that this kid is a Nosin, right, it comes from like the Givonim, these uh, people that uh, sort of uh, snuck their way into being saved uh, when the Yidin were capturing Eretz Yisrael with Yoshua. And not, um, we can't have any uh, uh, concern that they come from like slaves of kings. But a chalol would be kosher, right? That right. That if we're not sure if this kid is a chalol or not, right? The, we're not sure if the mother was divorced or widowed. So then, um, in that case, we could say that she can marry a koyin. So now we say one second. How come? How come we're saying that there can't be any concern? That maybe this kid was a Nosin or a Mamzer or an Evan Malachim. But if we're not sure if he's a Chal or not, then it's okay. I don't understand what is it. Because Nosin and Mamzer is a Midor Araisa, whereas a Chal is Midor Abonon. Chal is not Midor Araisa. Chal is also the Araisa. So why are we taking it less seriously? Visu and more so. Amr Meir says Rameir, Shamaiti Kol She'ein Ba Echad Mikol Eidu Masin Lechuna. Says Rameir, right, right after the Tanakama says, that um, an Amonas Isa cannot have anything to do with Nosin, Mamzer, Evim Lachim, only if the suffix is about Chalol, comes with Meir and he says, Shamaiti kol she'ein ba'echad mikolelu, that yeah, an Amonas Isa cannot have any of these uh, concerns about Nosin, Mamzer, Evim Lachim, right, um, um, but if it's a Suffolk Cholol, so then that would be Amonas Isa, and she can marry a Koyin. Um, right, where am I? I'm Rameir, Shemaitikol, Sheimba, Echad, Mikol, Elu, Masin, Lechuna. So then she can marry a Koyin if the only us is, if it's just a Suffolk Cholol. Hanu Tanakamu. So isn't Rameir saying the same thing as the Tanakamu? That if it's, a, if it's a concern about Nosin, Mamzer, Evid, Melachim, so then she cannot marry a Koyin. But if it's a Suffolk Cholol, then she can't marry a Koyin. It sounds like Rameir and the Tanakamu are saying the same thing. Visu, and then more so, in the name of Rameir, who is an Amonas Isa, so if, okay, if we're not sure if this uh, kid is a Chalal or not, so that would be, so that would be Amonas Isa, but then they then flip it around in their head and say, look, they didn't know who a Mamzer is, and therefore if this kid was a Mamzer, they would know, and the fact that they don't necessarily know that this kid is a Mamzer, so then, then um, she would be able to marry a coin. But at the end of the day, we don't know who the Chalals are, and therefore she would not be able to marry a coin because there's a chance that he's a Chalal. So they're like, But didn't they just say that 
that if we're not sure if the kid is a cholol or not, so then she would be able to marry a, 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 a coin. So like, we have a lot of questions, right? Isn't Rabbi Meir saying the same thing as Tanakama? What's the deal with um, with um, Shim ben Elazar in the name of Rabbi Meir, who seems to be saying first that Amonasisa is by cholol, but then we're saying actually cholol we have to be concerned about? Like, what, what's the deal? Omer Rabbi Yochanan, so says Rabbi Yochanan, Mamzer Tzavach, is what if you have a situation where you call this kid a mamzer and he protests against it, but when you call him a cholol, he just kind of keeps quiet. Tanakama sover, so the Tanakama holds kol psul posul. So the Tanakama holds that any of these psuls that you you know you call him it and he and, and he keeps quiet, then that is trouble. Whether it's that you call him a nosin. And he keeps quiet. Right, let's go weiter. Vachikama. Let's read that. He's going to explain. The Gemara is going to explain. Vachikama. This is what it means. Tanakam. Vachikama and Tanakam. This is what Tanakam is saying. Ezu Amonas Isa. Who is an Amonas Isa who can marry a Kohen? Kol she'ein balo shtuk mamzerus. As long as this kid who they were married to, who she was married to, if you call him a mamzer, he didn't keep quiet. Velo shtuk nesinus. And if you call him a nosin, he didn't keep quiet. Veloshtuk Avdimilochim, if you call them the uh, sort of coming from the the, the slaves of uh, kings, so and he keeps quiet. Veloshtuk Chalol, and not if you call him a Chalol and keep quiet. In any of those cases, if they keep quiet, so then you have to be concerned that uh, maybe they actually are it, right? So so if you call him a Chalol and he keeps quiet, so then the Tanakhama would say that uh, she would be unable to marry a coin. Vikamalir Merit, which Rebmer responds, he says, look, Hanachu. Look, in 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 in, in these um, situations where where um, you know they're not allowed to marry into the congregation, right? If somebody's a nosin or a mamzer, they can't marry into the congregation, and therefore we actually have to be concerned. Like, why are they keeping quiet? But if you call a fellow cholol and he keeps quiet, kosher, he would be kosher v'adushosik mishumdul ichpasle. And the reason why he's keeping quiet is because he doesn't care, right? Meaning, when it comes to a Nosin and a Mamzer, so they're, they're not allowed to marry into the congregation. And therefore, um, it's, a pro, you know, it's, it's actually a problem. Whereas, when it comes to a, a Chalol, a Chalol can marry anybody who he wants, right? A Chalala cannot marry a coin, but a, a Chalol can marry whoever he wants. And therefore, like, okay, so he's keeping quiet, but... But, I mean, it's because he might not be a halal anyways, but it's just that he's saying, look, even if I am a halal, like, who really cares? It doesn't actually affect my ability to get married, so that's why he's keeping quiet, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he is a halal. Right, so Tanakama says that even if a halal keeps, right, even if you call a fellow a halal and he keeps quiet, it means that he is a halal and she'd be unable to marry a kohen, whereas, um, um, Reb, whereas Reb Meir is saying, no, when it comes to a halal, if you call this kid a halal and he keeps quiet, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's a halal. It could just mean that he doesn't care because even if he was a halal, he'd still be able to marry whoever he wants anyway. So what's the big deal? We call him the Rabshim ben Elazar the Tanakama and then Rabshim ben Elazar responds the Tanakama to Rabshim ben to the first sort of interpretation of Rabshim ben Then Rabshim ben Elazar then says in the name of Rabshim ben Elazar, that if you heard that Rabshim says that even if someone is quiet, then the then the wife who's a widow would still be able to marry a coin. That's not talking about where you call him a cholol and he keeps quiet. 
Mamzer, Mamzer Vishasik. No, rather, if you call a fellow a Mamzer and he keeps quiet, then he is kosher. By the Shasik, because the reason why he's keeping quiet is Sover Mamzer Kale Isle. Because he figures, look, they didn't know who a ma- who's a Mamzer. And he like doesn't feel like he needs to respond because like, look, if he was a Mamzer, everyone would know that he's a Mamzer. And the fact that they don't know that means clearly he's not a Mamzer. So he didn't feel any need to respond. Ava Mamzer Vitzavach Chol Vishosik Apostle. But if you call him a mamzer and he and he responds, but right if, if you call him a mamzer and he responds and he feels like you know he needs to defend himself because they because they assume that he's a mamzer, chol v'shosik. Or if you call him a chalal and he keeps quiet, apostle, then we have to assume that he is actually apostle that he is a chalal by the ishtik lo mikol. And the reason why he's keeping quiet is because he just figures like. Like, 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 what's the point? You know, yeah, fine. So he's a chal. Who cares? Either way, he'll be able to marry uh, uh, into uh, into the generation anyway, into the congregation anyway. So like, he just doesn't feel like he has to defend it. But yeah, like, he's a chal. Sure. Tani chada Rabbi Omer shtuk mamzer kosher shtuk chal apostle. So one price that teaches that according to Rabbi if you call him a mamzer and he keeps quiet, then it's kosher. But if you call him a chal and he keeps uh, quiet, then it's possible. Vitani um, idach. The other brayse says shtuk chalul kosher, shtuk mamzer possible. The other brayse says that if you call him a chal and he's um, um, quiet, then it's kosher. If you call him a mamzer and he's quiet, then he's possible. We say lo kasha, it's no problem. Hatanakama libra to Rebbeir that uh, one of them is Tanakama according to Rebbeir, right? That Tanakama according to Rebbeir had said that if you call him a chal and he keeps quiet, so then so then it's okay. Or Shimon ben Elazar, Libra to Rebbeir, and this is Rebbe Shimon ben Elazar, according to Rebbeir, who says that no, if you call him a chal and he keeps quiet, it is taka, not okay. And, alright friends, well that was the Yud Dalav Masech Tak I hope you enjoyed, peace out.